my dudes, today's internet analysis video is on mental health on YouTube. More than ever, people are opening up about their mental health. We have celebrities sharing. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply their experiences, stories about mental health going viral on Facebook, and of course, many, many people opening up about their mental health battles and triumphs here on YouTube. These days, it is so normal to see creators opening up about mental health, from countless videos like these to Shane Dawson's latest series, had to mention it, in which one major question is whether anyone in the Paul family is a sociopath. So in this video, I'm going to focus mainly on anxiety and depression, just because they are by far the most prevalent on mainstream YouTube. But of course, there are many other mental health issues and disorders that are also discussed on YouTube. But again, anxiety and depression seem to be the most talked about. By the way, there should absolutely be more discussion about other mental health issues, disorders, topics, um, but I'm gonna discuss that later on in this video. A few years back, it was not considered normal to discuss mental health openly, and especially not to talk about it in a video and then post that for potentially all of the world to see. Back then, if anyone was feeling depressed or anxious, they didn't tend to speak up about it. The first video that I recall seeing blatantly addressing mental health was Megan Rink's depression story way back, way back in 2014. It feels like so long ago in terms of like internet time, but like I graduated high school in 2014. It wasn't that long ago. It's fine. Anyway, Megan's video about depression was very powerful. The only way I can describe it was like a flip switched in my head. My parents took me to a doctor and um, I was diagnosed with severe clinical depression. Comparing her video to videos that we've seen in the years since, it seems quite reserved. Though, of course, you have to remember, and I have to stress that any time that someone decides to volunteer and discuss their mental health, it is a very vulnerable thing. And it's very brave to do so online when there are comment sections and other people's opinions involved. But it is interesting to see how mental health related videos have evolved and become even more open, raw, honest. But anyway, I think that we take it for granted now how, how often we talk about mental health because so many of us are very familiar with it or even have our own mental health struggles. But I remember back then distinctly thinking, Megan, this happy, bubbly person is struggling with depression? I was just so unfamiliar with depression that it seemed unfathomable to me. Again, it was incredibly rare to post a video like that back in 2014. 
On a similar note, Megan actually made a really great short film about her experience with anxiety in 2016. There's no life or death situation, there's no rhyme or reason, there is just feelings, and I'm feeling all of them at once. So shout out to Megan, and honestly shout out to anyone who's ever opened up about their mental health online, especially whether you're a YouTuber or you're a viewer and you're just sharing stuff on your own personal Instagram or Facebook. You have no obligation to share such private information with people, especially strangers or just casual acquaintances, but you have no idea how powerful your story can be to someone else who's reading it. And I'm already tearing up. I didn't even, this isn't a cry video. It's so powerful. I'm actually kind of annoyed. My tear reflexes are clearly way too fragile. But um, I've definitely gained a lot from hearing about other people's experiences, so I always appreciate it. So in this video, I wanna talk a little bit about my own history of sharing my mental health online, as well as just kind of generally the good and the bad of mental health content on YouTube. So let's go back to late 2015. It was during Christmas break of my freshman year in college. I was actually doing Vlogmas and I had just uploaded a video and then I tried to go to sleep and I was up all night with these insane heart palpitations that I had never felt before. I could barely breathe and that happened to be my first ever panic attack, my first ever experience with anxiety and it hit me like a truck. The morning after I literally went to urgent care with my mom because I thought something was wrong with my heart and the doctor was like, nah, it's just anxiety. Here's a Xanax. Anyway, to date, that, my first panic attack, has been my worst. And I would never wish for a similar experience, but it came out of nowhere. So I posted a few videos about that, realizing that it was indeed anxiety and that nothing physically was wrong with me, even though it felt so physical. It is so physical for me. And then later on in my freshman year, I was experiencing social anxiety for the first time ever. I have this weird, anxiety about going out now and I don't understand. And I just did not feel like myself. And being so suddenly introverted and full of this dread at the thought of going out and socializing with people, I made videos about that and a lot of people could relate and it helps me feel less alone, and they said that they felt less alone, and I realized, wow, this is the value of opening up. This is the value of really getting real about your struggles, and it was really helpful for me. So when it comes to mental health kind of videos, I think there are three main types. The first being personal experience, when you're really in the thick of it, made in the moment. Like some people film videos while they're having a panic attack or directly after, and it's just very, very emotional. The second would be personal experience, but more in a reflective sense. Maybe they're moving a little bit out of a bad time and now they can discuss kind of what they've done to take care of themselves and what they've done to improve their mental health. I was struggling with debilitating anxiety and depression and I ceased to be able to function in my everyday life but now I feel like I'm really kind of on the other side of things I'm not 100% you know that sort of thing takes time but I'm well on my way with the combination of some of these things I'm going to be talking about now medication and an amazing therapist those videos are really great to learn how other people cope and learn some helpful strategies that can potentially help whoever's watching. And the third type would be more informative, just pure information with little to no personal context. 
because we know there's a genre out there for everybody on YouTube, there's definitely a mental health community. Okay, so in terms of the good and the bad, we are gonna start with the bad. One possible effect of watching mental health videos on YouTube is self-diagnosing, especially without a professional. I think it's only natural to watch a video and maybe if you see a little bit of yourself in that or if it suddenly makes sense of something that you've been experiencing to go, oh, maybe I have this. But the key here is to see a professional, even if it's just your regular family doctor, primary care physician, hopefully you have access to someone. But you just really don't wanna rely on Dr. Google or Dr. YouTube in terms of your mental health and any diagnoses. Diagnosis? Diagnoses. A similar and very current issue is diagnosing other people via YouTube videos. Again, I had to mention it, Shane's series about Jake Paul, the whole sociopathy discussion. So many of the early episodes were heavily focused on antisocial personality disorder, the possible symptoms of a sociopath. And I know people have talked enough about this and what Shane may have done wrong and what Katie, the professional, may have done wrong. To a lot of people, it came off as very insensitive. But bottom line, no one can or should be diagnosed with any kind of anything via a YouTube video. Another issue I think is getting so comfortable and so open about your issues that you're oversharing to the point of destruction. I can relate to this, honestly, and I'm gonna talk about that in a bit, but the example I wanna use is Trisha Paytas. I love Trisha, I support her, but she has definitely posted many, many videos of various breakdowns, and sometimes they can be entertaining, honestly. I woke up this morning feeling like a chicken nugget. But after tons and tons of videos, it's really hard to watch. As the audience, you feel sympathy, you want her to get help, but there's only so much of that that you can handle as a viewer. I am not blaming Trisha for any of her behavior. She has the right to make videos about whatever she wants in whatever manner that she wants. But I hope that people who are going through a serious breakdown or are having serious issues, again, I hope they see a professional and actually can work to get those issues sorted. So another potentially bad part of mental health videos on YouTube is I guess what you'd call the fashionable disorder phenomenon. We've all seen those people who are like, oh, I'm so OCD, but like they don't have obsessive compulsive disorder. So it's like, it's not a cute brand. It's a disorder. It's not something to joke about. It's not something to, to take and say in a lighthearted way. Mental illness should not be used as clickbait. But then there is the other side of this where sometimes people do literally like to wear their anxiety on their sweatshirt or something because they believe that it helps destigmatize and that it allows them to be like a visual physical advocate for their mental health. Whatever helps you cope and feel better, I think is a good thing. And the last and possibly one of the worst parts about the mental health content on YouTube is that unfortunately the more severe or more misunderstood disorders are still heavily stigmatized and definitely not well represented, in the mainstream at least. Someone that I know has been making a lot of videos about kind of 
more stigmatized disorders is Anna Campbell. She has been documenting her experience of being bipolar and it's very raw and definitely heartbreaking sometimes to follow along with her journey. But again, I think it's so important. And I think Anna Campbell especially does a really great job of discussing her own mental health journey because she has studied psychology and she's worked with people with many of these different uh, disorders. Disclaimer, I said this before, I work in a psychiatric hospital as a mental health specialist, yes, but I work on the psychotic disorder unit, mainly schizophrenia, bipolar, anything really having to do with psychosis. Anyway, I think the more representation that we see, the more people will understand and be a lot more empathetic toward people with these disorders and it will become less stigmatized. And finally, the good of mental health content on YouTube, because honestly, seriously, I do think that in general, the discussions about mental health on YouTube are good and they have a lot of good outcomes. And again, a lot of the main goodness is lessening stigma, mostly of depression and anxiety, and making people feel less alone, whether that is the creator themselves who get great feedback or the audience who can watch their favorite creator and realize, wow, even this person that I love and idolize so much is going through a similar struggle as I am. Sometimes when you're in kind of the worst moments of a mental health journey, you feel so alone and it's really hard to talk yourself out of that even though you know you're not alone. So to be able to make a video and finally let a lot of those thoughts and feelings out, it can be very, very helpful. These are some of my favorite creators who have recently or regularly discussed their own mental health. Because I really don't think that it's worth pointing out the small, small percentage of fake or not severe enough mental illnesses at the risk of alienating the millions and millions of people who are dealing with those things to whatever extent and need to be taken seriously. Mental health? My mental health? Trichotillomania? fear of things, not feeling great in general right now. So again, for me, I think it is extremely therapeutic to be able to literally voice my thoughts and issues out loud. And for a while, a lot of my videos were on the negative side because I make videos usually about my life and what I'm going through and what I'm thinking about. So when I was going through a hard time or when I do, that is my life. And I make videos about it, but then if your life is shitty, <laughs> you're not gonna make the best content if all you're talking about is how sad you are, you know? Like making one video can be really helpful and powerful or maybe occasional updates, but you know, I made a lot of crying videos in a pretty short amount of time and it just, it just gets too much and I had to recognize that in myself and say, okay, if I'm not feeling well, why am I forcing myself to film a video? I need to deal with this and process it and work on it in private more often. My videos may not be the like ray of sunshine that lightens your life, but I don't want to be a burden, an emotional burden to my audience because they're just trying to watch videos and have a good time. And I know that a lot of my audience is going through similar struggles. So sometimes it can be too much. And of course, it's good to open up to actual people. So, you know, of course, my boyfriend is extremely helpful and very supportive but I don't want to overburden him with my struggles or your friends and your family. They are your support circle. But um, now I'm looking into professional help because I think most people can benefit from a counselor or a therapist if you can afford it, if you have access to it. And I think it's nice to have a neutral person to speak to so that all of your emotional stress doesn't have to be loaded onto everyone who loves you, even though they might gladly listen to you, you know, it's just about finding balance. 
And that's what I'm working on. So I know this has been a long video, but here are quickly my biggest takeaways in the surge of mental health discussion in real life, online, and on YouTube. You are not alone. Talking helps. Therapy is important. And again, it's not always accessible, it's not always affordable, but you should look into any options that you potentially have in your area or online. And sometimes medication is absolutely necessary and life-saving, so do not be afraid of the stigma of medication. Talk to your doctor. All right, I hope you guys enjoyed this video. Thank you guys so much for watching. If you're still here, leave a comment, subscribe, like the vid, <laughs> follow me on Instagram for Earth Tone Only Pics, and stay tuned for more videos. Okay, thanks, bye.